Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what is popping? JC, two episodes in a row, live studio audience. Woo-hoo, let's hear you, Mark Holmes, in the background. Uh, he's like putting his, his hands in the air like Mark. he just don't care. Mark. Mark Holmes, all the way from Chicago, Illinois. Shy town in the house. Mark is our VP of business operations. You know what Mark is? I was thinking about this. So if you and I in this show are if Dave Ramsey and Joe Rogan had a baby, mm-hmm. I think Mark Holmes is as if you and I had a baby. Nah. No, he's what? Way better looking? Not far from that. He has way sm- more athletic. He's, yes, he's that. much younger. He's six five and has a small bladder. He is six five. He does have to go to the restroom a lot. All the time. He is not someone you want to road trip with. He he may be a good time, but you have to stop every oh, hour. Mark, what's wrong? You got that look on your face. Say hi to the people, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> you can't even hear. But no, it's super cool. Mark flew in. For all the T-Loppers who are tuning in, Mark flew in because he recognized that JC and the web dev team weren't getting shit done. <laughs> yeah, so we had to and fly. And we yeah. brought in the enforcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We brought in Mark the yeah, enforcer. The Look, we're trying to get T-Lop online. V2 launched with all the bells and whistles that we've been promoting. John promised me it'll be done by the end of July. End of July, it will be completed. Either, yeah, sure. Well, you said it right now. I, I said it for you. Yes. So, no, really cool because we had my daughter in the studio last episode. Yeah. Right? We have Mark in the studio this episode. How was her dance thing that she studied for, like the blueberry muffins or what do you call it? Dude, it was fabulous. Check this out. This only happens at a dance competition. One mom fist fought another no, mom at the pool. No, they didn't. Like one of that, that trashy pageant show on TLC. I have no idea. But one of the dance moms, the one that got locked up. The dance mom from TLC who got locked up, she was at this uh, competition as well. Octo mom? No, that's way different. That's mm, way different than yeah. dance mom. So, anyhow, let's digress. Let's jump into today's episode. Oh, shit. Yeah, we have to, man. The people are getting annoyed by you and I having no, a good no, time catching up. No, people are getting up. annoyed by you. I don't say nothing. All right, perfect. Um, today's episode, you came up with the title. Yes. You came up with, yes. the, um, with, the, with the content, the yeah. theme. Yeah, what is it? I've seen a trend. Um and since I forgot the title already, I'll read it to you. Advice for newly licensed mortgage loan originators. And John, why did you want to, to, to dedicate the next half an hour to because this topic? Because we have seen an influx of inquiries on our website, tlapalon.com, uh, asking about coaching. And in the description section, they are all saying like, hey, I'm a newly licensed MLO. I just started my job and I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. I'm busy all day. I'm highly stressed and I ain't making no goddamn money. Yes. So, mortgage folks, this is for you. Newly licensed mortgage folks, this is a must listen. Any branch manager, you probably should forward this over yeah. to some of your new hires. Yeah, instead of actually taking the time to manage them, just forward them this episode. It'll save you and them time. But if you're a non-mortgage professional, but you're an entrepreneur, you're a salesperson, I promise you. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to hold your attention. Mm-hmm. You're going to be educated. Educated. Yep, we're going to try to entertain you. Yep, so you may want to listen as well, but we're going to go deep dive mortgage loan originator, specifically those newly licensed two years or less in the business, or maybe those three to six years in the business, but they're still struggling. They haven't yet figured out how to do three, four, Mm. five consistent purchase closings per month where the referrals came in from their own referral network that they built out. Mm -hmm. And before we do it, I want to say like, what's up, shout out, 
to some of the recent people we've been connecting with, yeah. which has been super cool. Yeah, you have been. Like, first and foremost, y'all, if you like this, if you're a mortgage loan originator, you're looking for a live event, and you live on the East Coast of the United States. Listen. August 24th in Charlotte, North Carolina, our friends at Rosegate Mortgage, their friends at United Wholesale Mortgage, and the guys at TLOP mm. are getting together. We're going to do a TLOP event, a sales mastermind specifically for mortgage professionals in Charlotte, North Carolina. Let's go. August 24th. John, they've already booked your flight, my flight, and our hotel rooms. Just moving quickly. Yep. We're going to get Nikki and Mark from TLOP online there as well. What? Yes, we're going to bring one of my favorite speakers, Brett Young. Shout out, Brett. Yeah, entrepreneur, millennial, like Tony Robbins type guy. Mm -hmm. And August 24th is the date. The city is Charlotte. And if you want more information or you want to register, go, go to, to Yeah, John has it on the front of the website. That's much work. He might not be able to get version 2 out, but he can make these <laughs> he edits make update and, keep, quick, yeah. and keep them timely. <laughs> yeah. So that's really cool. We had a great call with them, solidifying those details. Super excited about mm -hmm. it. I had a great call with people over at Adium. If you're a loan officer looking for a CRM that is like out of the box, ready to go, easy to use, mm -hmm. yes, check out Adium. We had Greg on that call. We had Miranda on that call. And we had... Help us out, Mark. Come on. We had Taylor. And we had Taylor. Taylor is awesome because Taylor reached out to me. She had not listened to the web to the podcast prior mm. to us meeting. Mm -hmm. And she listened to one of my favorite episodes, the Forefathers one. The one that were we... I told you that was good. People were going to love that, even though I despise history. I told you people yes, were going to love it. She was like, and she's like a young, she may even be too young to be a millennial. What? And she was like, oh my gosh, I so love this. So I was like, oh, you just made my heart smile. So shout out to Taylor, to Greg, to Miranda, everyone over at ADM. And then today, Mark and I were on a call mm -hmm. with Dave Savage. Never heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> from Mortgage Coach. We've only been talking about Dave and Mortgage Coach for three years. Yeah. Um, Richard, who is the VP of his marketing team. And yeah, we're gonna be doing stuff with them. What? Yeah, we're gonna be rolling them out as a premium partner. Okay. We're gonna be offering discounts to their products, hopefully, Come through on. our premium memberships. What do you mean? This is and actually um, I think uh, I'm gonna be able to introduce the Mortgage Coach community to TLOP and further introduce the TLOP community to Mortgage Coach. This is almost sounds like it might be working. The train is starting to leave the station, Dustin. That's the goal. That is the goal. So um, super excited about all of that. Just wanna announce it, tease it a little bit. Then we're going to jump into today's episode. Mm -hmm. So here it goes. First and foremost, I want everyone who is experiencing these feelings of being frustrated, feeling lost, scared. I'm going to say to you, good. I'm going to channel my inner Jocko Willink. If you don't know what I'm talking about, YouTube, Jocko, good. And basically, you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, good. This is only going to make me stronger. Good. This is normal. Good. I'm going to endure when others are going to quit. Good. That's going to give me longevity, right? Good. It's good that this is happening. It's also normal that it's happening. It's not good that you do nothing about it, right? That's the whole nothing changes if nothing changes. That last episode that we, we did was all about, do you need a life coach? Do you need a business coach? When do you hire a coach in life? Mm -hmm. And what, what, where should your mindset be? And we covered that pretty well. I was pretty happy with how, how it turned out. And when you're start, starting to look at where you are in your career, if you accept where you are and you don't want to make changes, well, then that's not good. Mm. So I want people to know, first and foremost, we've all been there. It's going to be all right as long as you wake up every day, put on your uniform, put one foot in front of the other, focus on getting 1% better. Now, what are some things you should be doing? Y'all, the first thing you should do is have a really solid mentor. 
period, end of story. Your mentor needs to be not your mentor at church, not your, not your mentor at big brothers, big sisters. No, your mentor needs to be someone who's in the mortgage industry, who is already doing what you want to do. For many of you, that should be your branch manager. If it's not your branch manager, it should be a sales manager that works for the branch manager. And if you don't have that, that lies, in my opinion, your first hard decision you have to make. Do most new loan originators, do they come into a situation where they don't have proper management? Like, I'm spoiled. I came in here and this is all I know is like, you know, how Waterstone kind of runs things. But if I was like a bank LO or someone else just starting, like, do you not have like supervision or someone guiding you? You're just thrown to the wolves with like a database to call? I'm going to just answer that with Pareto's principle. 80-20. Hmm. 80-20. And not, not all of the 80 is like, oh my God, that sucks. But 20%, yeah. Yeah, they either work somewhere where they were assigned a mentor, right? Like I know a company that the branch manager doesn't really work with the rookies, but what they do is they assign every rookie to a senior mm. originator mm -hmm. who is already producing at a certain level, usually 16 plus million, who also came through as a rookie under this system. And then they compensate the mentor to be a mentor to gotcha. get that person through the first two years. Okay. So it doesn't have to be your branch manager. It doesn't have to be mm. your sales manager. It could be a more senior person within your organization. And you may have to be willing to give up some of your comp for that. But I've learned in life, like you get what you pay for. You pay nothing, expect to get nothing. Mm -hmm. You pay a little bit of something. You should look for what we call ROI, right? Return on investment. For some loan originators, if you're at a, I'm just going to throw numbers out there, 125 basis point comp plan, you may be needing to make 100 and pay 25 basis points to someone else to be your mentor, right? That may be something that is worth your while. Think about this. Would you prefer a slice of watermelon or a whole grape? Shit. I really had to think about that. Hold on. I'll go with slices of watermelon. Slice of watermelon is going to be more sustenance for my body than one grape. Mm -hmm. So, so many of us are so hell bent on, I'm going to have that whole grape. I'm going to make the entire commission. Cool. Enjoy that one grape. Right. But what if, what if I could feed you four or five slices of watermelon mm -hmm. because you were willing to give up a little bit to gain a lot. And I think that's where that whole mentorship comes in. You have to find a good mentor, whether it's with your branch manager, sales manager, a mentor within your organization, or you have to seek it on your own. My business partner, Mike Smalley, never had what I had. I went through a system. The company back in the day was called Home Bank. Home Bank at the time was ranked by Fortune Magazine as like a top 100 um, company to work for. Mm -hmm. They had an amazing training program. Today, we know of that training program as Zenix. Mm. Why do you think I promote Zenix Ground School so much? Why? Because it works. Because I went through a version of Xenix. Mm -hmm. I then came out and I was assigned a mentor and I had a really good manager and it was still hard as shit. Like I still struggled. I still went 10 grand in credit card debt. I still did some side hustles whenever I could to pick up a hundred bucks here and 200 bucks there. But my business partner, Mike didn't. So what, what did Mike have to do? Immediately he started dropping money on flights and registration fees and going to conferences. He hired a coach. Why? Because he was out on his own. His first job was at a sweatshop. Hold on. When Mike first started in loan, did he, was he good like off the bat? Did he really know what he was doing? It was kind of like, oh, bro, maybe you should stick to baseball. 
Yeah, so Mike was a minor league baseball player who, when he got injured, his career ended, went back, finished his degree, mm-hmm. um, was deathly afraid of public speaking. Right, yeah. Uh, isn't like the most like... Um, like Char- charismatic, boisterous out there. Look yes. at me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, he's, he's very happy having a oh, long yeah. time. Yeah. Smart as, for, you know, yeah. as, smart as a whip, really good with numbers, um, understands business, understands math. Mm-hmm. And had a drive about him, but the first job opportunity came to him the way that most do. A friend of a friend. A guy's dad knew. Mm. And he went there, he gained some experience, but no, he had no idea what he was doing. But he was a competitor, mm. and he wasn't afraid to do the task at hand, even if that task made him feel uncomfortable. But then he went out, opened his own broker shop, had no idea what he was doing, <laughs> and then um, had to hire a coach. Right. So at some point, Mike had to realize it, the whole grape, or a slice of watermelon. Mm-hmm. He had to pay some of that money that he may have not had. He had to believe in himself. He had to give up some of his commission to invest back in his business. So that's what Mike did. So step one, if you're feeling the way that you do, you got to go talk to that person in the mirror and ask yourself, do you have the right mentor? Don't care if it's your branch manager. I don't care if it's your sales manager. I don't care if it's a uh, originator with more experience within your organization, or if you have to go out and seek it on your own, that's what you need. None of us go at it alone. Think about it. When I had babies, I talked to my parents. I talked to my in-laws. I talked to my sister. I talked to my friends who also had parents. I reached out to others for some kind of guidance and mentorship. Plus, I went to parenting classes. Plus, I read books. Mm -hmm. So that's where I would tell someone to start is it starts there. Now, the second thing is, are you doing the right things? Do you even know what to do? That's where a good mentor, that's where a good boss or even a great coaching system is going to come into place. The coaching system is not going to teach you technically how to do a loan. At least it shouldn't. How do I use my financial calculator? I don't know. I don't care. YouTube it. Right? How do I calculate this DTI properly? Mm. Look, I'm sure we and others like Ken Perry over at Knowledge Coop, Mm -hmm. like um, some of the MI companies, Mm -hmm. right? ArchMI, EnactMI, Radian, MGIC, Mm -hmm. all the MI companies have trainings that you can seek that will teach you that. Right? That's the technical aspect. The okay. hard part yeah. of this job is building a referral network. That's what I was about to say. So do most newer people come in and try to like understand guidelines and like formulas and all this shit rather than just being out there hitting the pavement like trying to... Yes. 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 The biggest mistake that I find those that do not make it because they do not prioritize what's most important. I got to learn the pro- programs, products, and guidelines before I go out there and talking to people. I don't want to sound like a jackass. And I'll say, John, you have to learn by doing. It's most important that you're out there networking with potential long-term referral sources. It's most important that when you get a lead, you know how to properly speak to them. And it's most important that when you speak to them, you let them know how the, how the process works. And for you, here's how the process works. So, ma'am or sir, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take down your information. And then I'm going to do some research. And then after I'm done with my research, I'll do another call with you. After that call, I'm sure there's going to be some more discovery. And I'll do some more research. And then I'll give you a follow-up phone call. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Yeah. Most consumers don't know. You get to set the rules. You get to, you get to, to play by your own home field advantage, if you want to call it that. Most LOs don't even know how to do that. What I'm really saying is, ma'am or sir, I'm brand new. Um, I'm licensed. I've passed this really hard exam. I've done some training, but I'm inexperienced. But I've surrounded myself with a really good team. Let me take down your information. And then I'm going to create a file that I'm going to go running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I want to find some people to ask some questions to help me 
teach me the technical aspect. I learned it in the book, but I've never applied it. You need to get out there and apply it. And that's where having a phenomenal branch manager comes into play, right? You need two types of people. One that's going to teach you the business, how to sell, how to market, what to say, why to say it, what to track, what to prioritize, how to structure your day. That's one type of resource you need. The second is, yeah, how do you structure a loan? How do you run AUS? What is AUS? How do you calculate income? How do I know if this person's better for mm. FHA or better for, for conventional? How do I know if it makes more sense for them to do a no PMI product versus a monthly PMI product? Like Question for you. Yes. What, what's better or worse? I don't know. Uh, an LO that is really good at constantly networking, bringing in leads, shit going out. He brings in a ton of leads. Everybody knows him, but it's like shitty on the back end, like sloppy files, all this other stuff. Or an LO who turns in like immaculate files, just basically doesn't look at it, but they only get like two leads a, a month. 1,000% without fail, I will cage fight you if you want to disagree with me. The LO who has the ability to build referral relationships and bring in leads 9,000 times to zero, that's the LO that we want. Now, ideally, I want that LO to be compliant. I need the LO to follow our systems and our processes, and that LO needs to learn and understand that we have a, a, a philosophy in the mortgage industry, and I'm sure it applies to other industries. It's called shit in, shit out, right? So if you're gonna put shit into the system, expect shit to come out of the system. If you wanna prevent that from happening, then put in a cleaner quality product and let that go through the assembly line. But I can hire technical experts to do that loan officer's loans. I can, if that loan officer is going to bring in a hundred leads mm -hmm. and convert at 15%, that's 15 closings. That's $4.5 million in volume in most markets, right? That's well over $50 million in volume. Yeah. As a branch, I could probably afford real numbers. I could probably afford about a budget of $200,000 mm. to help that loan officer Take those apps, cleanly pre-approve people, cleanly disclose those loan files, cleanly get them submitted to processing, and the LO will make great money, and my branch will still make good hmm. money. A branch will never make great money under that setup, right? By the way, branches and mortgage companies do not make money on their mega producers. They don't. Y'all need to learn that. Right? Yeah, they don't. You got to have mega producers because mega producers give everyone else hope that they too can become a mega producer. Really? I thought that you got to have mega producers because a mega producer shows everyone else that this must be a good company to work for because they have mega producers. Mm -hmm. But most times, not all times, mortgage companies aren't really making a ton of money. Now they're making more money than that mega producer, but when you look at it as the terms of a percentage of revenue, mm -hmm. it's a much smaller percentage. It's kind of like volume-based pricing, volume-based discounts. The more, you know, why does Walmart get to buy a product for so much cheaper? Because they buy a lot of it, mm -hmm. right? So the companies that sell to Walmart, they don't make as much of a, of a profit margin on Walmart as they do on someone else, but it's okay because Walmart is buying mm -hmm. so much. Gotcha. Yep. So um, don't know how I got on that with the top producer and the revenue, but that's a little bit of a sidebar for you all. But you were asking me I, about, I, yeah, a loan officer who crushes it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like hands down without fail, I'll, I'll cage fight you if you tell okay, me. Okay, so question for you. If you could build like the perfect loan, new rookie loan officer, what it would be? Like I want Derek Jeter's arm with like Shaquille O'Neal's height, you know, some, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Like who would be the? Ooh, you're the perfect. You're welcome. Wow. I get to build him? Yeah, build him right. or her. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep age and sex out of it. Yeah. Because age and sex matter least. Yes. I do want someone who has some life experience, so maybe age would come into play a little bit. 
right? Because I, I know some does, young people went through the ringer, though. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. So I would preface, like, I want you to have life experience. I want you to understand what it's like to be an adult, right? There's some 30-year-olds who don't know what it's like to be an adult. <laughs> and there's and there's definitely some 21-year-olds who've been on their own since they were 17. Right. Right? So, like, I like people who have lived life. I think it makes them more relatable. I think it adds perspective. And it allows them to be a better advisor. I look for someone who can sit down with me and tell me stories about how they've been recognized at being the best at something, right? I was the team captain, division one sport. Don't care the sport. I hear team captain. I hear athlete. Okay. Yeah. You have excelled not just by being a D one athlete, but then you're also voted to be the team captain. Or I was, uh, recognized at, as being the number one out of 72 people at this particular thing. And that particular thing could have been, I won a Toastmaster junior competition when I was in college, right? I was on student government in college. I was the fraternity president. Like mm -hmm. I'm looking for people who just have shown a history of rising above. Out of six Verizon stores in my local market, four out of the past five years, I was number one. Like, okay, like, yes, that's what I look for. Um, I was once counted out and I did X, Y, and Z and look at where I am now. Mm. I like that. That shows me perseverance. It shows me you can endure. It shows me the type of person that literally says, <laughs> hold my beer, watch this. I look for that. Aptitude. Aptitude. If you... Man, how do I say this without being? Um, if you're not good at math and kind of dumb, you probably won't be good at this job. You have to have above average intelligence, above average street smarts. You have to just that common sense. You just get it. Mm. You can just look at something and be like, no, nope, that's bullshit. And here's why. Right. Your gut just tells you. So I look for people who have a high aptitude. Um, and then you have to be relatable, caring, likable. Tim Davis, my buddy Tim Davis with Atlantic Bay Mortgage, I think Tim's with now. He's up in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee yeah. Yep. Tim's a great dude. Has this magazine called The Originator's Guide. You should, you should check it out. Um, I think I may write for it, so you should definitely <laughs> check it out. But um, you know, Tim will say this about some of his coaching clients. He's like, I won't coach you. Like, not what do you mean you won't coach me? I'm willing to pay you and look at me. Yeah, what the hell? And Tim's like, man, but you're not likable. And I, I can't make you more likable. So your ability to become successful when you're not likable is a lot less than your ability to be likable. So I want you to be likable. I want you to have high aptitude and I want you to be able to prove to me through, through past life events where you have been recognized as being the best. Eagle Scout, you come at me and you're an Eagle Scout. Oh, you got my attention. Marathon runners, you come at me and you tell me you've run Chicago or New York marathon. You got my attention, right? Like I, Look for those types of things, things that people stand out because it's not easy. It is hard because it takes endurance. It takes trust. It takes getting up every day, getting kicked in the teeth and being able to get up the next morning and try all over again. Mm -hmm. And you're doing soul searching, looking for that one or two positive things that happened that you can cling on to those. Mm -hmm. And that's going to give you the momentum to go forward. Close on this question for you. It does it, does it, and when does it get easier? I feel like I'm client, I'm constantly going up a hill, but like eventually does like shit start to click and you're like, Oh my God, I'm I kind of, you know, does it become e not easy, but yeah. Good news is if you constantly stay in growth mode, you're always going to be trying to achieve something, some kind of betterment, some kind of fulfillment. 
Yes, we speak about this incessantly over the past three years of doing shows like this. Two to three years. It takes two to three years. You talk to me, I tell you two years. You talk to my buddy Ian McDonald, who's a mega producer mm. in Jacksonville, Florida. He'll tell you three years. Ian and I both came through the same exact program. We are one year apart. Um, I, I'm someone that Ian reached out to for quote unquote mentorship. It was only one day, but he knew that I was a year ahead of him. He saw what I was starting to do. And he said, hey, can I drive my happy butt two hours south to Orlando and spend a day with you? I'd love to pick your brain about how you've been able to gain traction in your first 12 months. It also helped that Ian and I were the same exact age, right? We're in the same place in life. We are very relatable. Um, so Ian says three years. I say two years. It's two to three years of full time, all in. Shout out to Rocky at MLO Study Buddy. Shout out, Rocky. Obsessed, right? That's his word. Obsessed. You have to become obsessed and then just not let go just not let go. And then with the right mentors and the right resourcefulness with a little bit of talent, you can get there. I'm going to leave, I'm going to end it on this because I'm, I'm playing a lot with this rubric on success that I want to turn into a keynote, maybe do some webinars okay. um, and present on. And I, I want to say to a salesperson, especially a struggling salesperson, especially a salesperson who's struggling, who's two or three plus years mm -hmm. into their industry and they're still struggling. Yeah. Point blank. I'm going to hit you where it hurts. I'm going to ask you, John, your lack of success is due to two reasons. You're either not talented or you're not working hard. No, someone else was far as the market. No, which one is it? Uh, Think about that. You're either not talented or you're not working hard. Nobody wants to be known as not talented. <laughs> so then fess up to the fact that you're not working hard. And then let's think about success as a rubric, right? Rubrics are something you got probably junior, senior year in high school and 100% you get them when you're in college, right? It's how the course is going to be graded. Mm. So let's say scale of one to 10, talent-wise, 10 the most talented you can be. One is you ain't got no talent. Mm. One to 10 on effort. One is you are lazy. MFR. POS. 10 is, oh my God, no one can outwork this dude or, or this chick, mm. okay? If you want to be average, you need to score, you need to score 75%. Well, 75% of 20 is what, John? I'm going to give you it. Ready? Look, look, look at me right here, right here. Six. 15, homie. That's a one and a five. 15, <laughs> right? Terrible. Yeah, it's yeah, 15. <laughs> yeah, so you need to score a 15. I don't care how you do it. It could be 10 on effort and five on talent. Cool. You can be average. What is average? To me, average is I'm funding three to four loans a month. That is average. What's above average? Six to eight. What's, what's, what's top producer? 10 plus. That's monthly. That's Holy monthly. Shit. Yeah. So I don't care how you do it. You could have all the talent in the world, 10 on talent. If you get a five effort, you'll be average mm. where you want to be. Where's that sweet spot? 16 to 18, 18, very difficult. 18. That means you're, you're at 90%. That means you're in the top 10%. Mm. If you think about that, right? You're in the top 10%. That means you're probably funding hundred units a year. That means you're scoring either an eight on talent and a 10 on effort a 10 on talent and eight on effort or nine and nine, right? However you want to come up with, with 18 using that rubric. 17 and 16, way more achievable. 17 and 16 is where we all want to, want to achieve to be. Like that's realistic, right? Because what is 16? Okay, well, 16 could legit be eight and eight. It could be seven and nine. Hey, I'm a nine on effort, but only a seven on talent. And at some point we are going to tap, tap out at talent, right? There's a reason why some people get cut at JV level. Some make varsity, some play only JUCO, some make it to D1, some make it to the minors, some in very few go all the way up, right? So 
Um, look at that rubric and then introspectively think, where are you? And if you're only a five talent, that's okay. You just got to give 10 effort. But if you're a 10 talent and you're only giving five effort, you have to ask yourself, how much better could I be if I just increase my effort from five to seven? So I'm looking for when I hire a rookie loan originator, their talent better already sit at a seven or project to a seven. And I need them to, to show me and tell me how their, their effort is historically eight, nine, and 10, mm -hmm. right? Eight, nine, and 10. That means I'm going to get worst case of 15, possibly as high as a 19. Because if you're not talented, you can work at your craft and increase your talent by one. I think you can increase your effort by three. You can go from a five to an eight pretty easily. You're not going to go from a five to eight talent wise, but you can go from a five to a six. So that's just something for people to think about. And I think a good way to kind of wrap up today's show. Well said. Awesome. So y'all, if you like this, you like what we're doing, don't keep us a, a secret. Please share us. Mm -hmm. Please like us. Give us the five-star reviews. Slide over to YouTube. Subscribe. And if you're looking for more content like more, this, damn it, more. more training, more sales coaching calls like this, Shit. slide over to TLOP online and become a member. Mm -hmm. It's free to get started. The best resources, the most access, the stuff you really want, you're going to have to become either a premium or a premium plus member. Folks up in Charlotte or the surrounding areas, we look forward to seeing you on August 24th. Roll out the red carpet for me, please. And keep tuning in. Keep having fun. Keep grinding. Head down, blinders on. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owens. And, that's Mark, and that's Mark Holmes. Can't and, forget it. And that's Mark Holmes, who you can't see behind the camera. Yeah. That is all the time we have for you today, but we'll catch you on the next episode.